Hey there, this is Jackie of the Maiden Voyage Podcast, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 2, the one where we tackle Networking Like a Queen, Part 1. Maiden Voyage is a podcast recorded by the women of Impulse Creative. We are CEOs, salespeople, project managers, writers, and marketers. We're also wives, rad moms, remote employees all over the country, in-house staff, empowered single ladies, and all-around ass-kickers. There's a lot of challenges we face, overcome, and share that make our voyage different than those of the men we work with. This is our journey. This week's episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative. So we're going to dive in first, like, reasons why you should network. There's a lot of reasons that you could network and really dive into a new community. So if you're new to an area and you're looking to make friends or meet like-minded people, networking could be a really great place for you to start that kind of process. Um, there's also, like, if you want to learn about new industries, so say you're in marketing and you're interested in real estate, finding a real estate networking group could be a really great way for you to learn about that new industry and see, get some insight from people who are doing it day-to-day. Obviously, building your business, growing your business, if you're starting a business, if you're in sales, if you're just responsible for bringing new clients into your company, uh, networking is going to be a great opportunity for you to meet clients prospective clients and people who maybe want to use your business. Um, some other reasons that I found was interesting. HuffPost said to solve for a specific problem, um, which I found that to be really interesting. So they're saying like networking is a lifestyle, but if you're looking to solve, like looking for a resource, for example, we're looking to hire potentially an HR person. So you, maybe you're going to network to find someone to bring into your company as an employee. Um, and um, potentially for like, they said here, their example was Parkinson's disease. So they were looking for like a doctor, like a resource, an advocate to help them through this process. So there are a lot of really great reasons to get out of your comfort zone and to start networking. And hopefully we touched upon, upon a few of them here. I think Remington and I have had more experience with like the resource section as an agency owner, you know, trying to find other agency owners that are having similar issues and, and giving advice or getting advice back and forth. So like a mentor group. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Why don't you share a little bit more about that? Um, well, Remington is uh, part of digital masterminds and it's basically other agency owners and you pay a fee and they have like, um, I think meetups twice a year and it's only maybe 40 other agency owners, but it's like big companies and you have to be invited. You can't just join it. So it's pretty exclusive. Uh, It is exclusive. And, and Remington said he got a lot out of it when he went there and it was situation within our agency a few years ago and we just needed some advice and uh, we got some, we tried it and then maybe two years down the line, another agency had a similar issue and we were able to give advice to them yeah. and, and resources and whatever it be. And it was really uh, nice to hear that we weren't the only ones going through something. Yeah. Right. Camaraderie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little community sure. there for support. Yeah. yeah. Jen, you do a lot of networking more socially, I think, than professionally. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Um, I'm a part of my local young professionals group. So I actually live in Lancaster, PA. So it's uh, short for LYP. Um, but like you said, it, it kind of turns into a little bit more of a social hour. Um, but in a positive way, like it's more than just people getting together and gossiping. It's a 
low key atmosphere, very approachable. You can come and basically make friends or connections in the area. And don't get me wrong, I've experienced people that have went there and they've made career related connections. Um, but more often than not, it's, it's very, it's very much more so about making connections in the community. Um, where the city where I live, Lancaster, they're very, um, like tight knit and, um, they create a lot of monthly, like reoccurring events and different things like that. So it's one of those things where I know I joined when I first moved to the area because I was new and I met a lot of wonderful people there and I learned about a lot of different other social events or things that were happening in the area at that time, which really helped me get out of my comfort zone and out of my cocoon because, you know, everyone's different, but I'm sure there are other listeners out there too that are a little shy, um, but especially coming to a new area where you don't really know anybody, it can seem really intimidating. Um, but one of these young professional groups, that could be a great opportunity for you to just kind of like wet your toes and not feel like you're going to like a stuffy kind of, oh, like I need to sell myself kind of environment. Um, it's more like casual. You get to know the person on a personal level and oh, hey, you also figure out what they do for work and yeah. maybe a connection could breed from there. It's not like just going to the bar and meeting people for friendships. It's like meeting people who are in your uh, category of matureness or, and not always, you know, there's some immature people out there, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just... <clears throat> I've never personally been to the Young Professionals, but um, I think Remington has. And Yeah. Yeah. When I lived in Philly, I was doing the YPN group in Philly, and it always amazed me the breadth, the wide breadth of different um, industries, different professionals from different industries that were there. So a majority and most of my networking experience is like industry-specific groups. So like uh, I used to work in the accounting industry, and it was accounting-specific networking group and I was there for business I wasn't there to make friends I wasn't there to like get a job I was there to for sales to make make business do business get leads grow my you know my portfolio um so I was very focused on why I was going to these groups I was involved in a nurses group for when I was doing um sales for a nursing college so for me YPN was like a breath of fresh air because I would go to these networking groups and I'll share my tips later for like very specific purposes. I was not here to mingle and I I was in and I was out. But when you go to YPN, I found myself staying the entire time and like maybe going somewhere afterwards. And I was young and single and living in the city. And just, it was nice to feel like you had a group that you could go to. Like Jen was saying where like you're all like, and Rachel just said like, you're like-minded. We're all business professionals working a nine to five. Nobody's like, going out till four in the morning. Like we all didn't get to work the next day. So like everyone's kind of on the same wavelength there. And it was just really nice to surround yourself. And I got to learn about so many other different jobs that I was like, so intrigued by people that I found myself going back again and again, because they were just, you just met so many cool people. Right. Yeah. It is fun like that. At the last, at my last event, I met um, someone that might be my new dentist. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So that's fun. Um, And Rachel, you've done um, like what I would consider pretty serious networking through BNI. Yes. Business Networking International. Yeah. Maybe you could explain the difference between like a YPN, which we kind of just talked about, and the, I find BNI to be like strict and focused and like very different than like traditional networking groups. 
Yeah, it definitely is. It's, um, I was also there for strict sales, you know, and I had heard that the young professionals was more social, less business sales. And, you know, you, you're not going to get as much business. Well, we decided to do BNI and which is business networking international. And their premise is basically you go every week at seven, seven thirty in the morning, not a morning person. <laughs> so you go there and it's like an hour and a half meeting and you each are required to do like they give like you give little a, slips like give a referral they give you slips and you you need to fill them out i mean it's not like a requirement you're not required to do these referrals but if you don't give a referral you probably won't get a referral right okay so it, it's it's very um like you're expected to come prepared to give a lead yeah. to someone, whether it's yeah. a real estate agent or, um, I don't know, like there's, yeah. So for example, if I go there, I'm selling marketing services, which I'm only allowed to do one media. So say I went in for printing, um, I could only sell my printing. I couldn't sell any other services I have. Mm-hmm. So you go in and I'm, I, I need to give a referral because I need to buy a house. So I'm going to give the referral to the real estate agent in my group. And you're only allowed one person per media. And that person can give me a referral for doing marketing service or printing their business cards. Mm-hmm. And we give the slips back and forth. And I don't know what happens after that other than the actual business. Um, and you're also kind of required to meet with one person of the group every week to like learn more about their business So to learn more. Yeah. And so I would meet with the plumber one time. And then the next week I would meet with the builder. And then the next week I would meet with the real estate agent and we just learn one-on-one about each other, which isn't a bad thing. It's kind of forcing you to get to know people, but it's a lot of pressure at the same time, especially When I did it, I was very young. I was like early twenties and I feel like young professionals might've been a better place for me just because I was nervous. Everyone else is very like veteran networker, but, um, but I mean, I was there for sales and that's where I thought I should be. And I'm not saying BNI is a bad thing. No, no. I mean, look, if your focus is, I don't need friends, I need money. Yeah. yeah. BNI is the structure you want because you can't Mm -hmm. be guaranteed that type of, um, give and take relationship at a YPN event or at mm-hmm. an industry specific event because there's no like rules, if you will. Right. But it is some, sometimes they're very clickish, which can be anywhere. And sometimes, you know, drama happens <laughs> and it's kind of, it's a lot of pressure for a very young person. Those are smaller groups too, aren't they? BNIs. Like you're not showing up. So um, like the ones I've attended, think, it's like 15, 20 people. It's not like, yeah, I've been to yeah, YPN and hundreds of people. I don't think they cap it, but it, I mean, you're only allowed one person per media. So, so like per industry. There's only one plumber allowed in the entire like group. Per, yeah. So oh, okay. one plumber, one marketing. So we could have a, a website designer, which is what I usually went in as. And a printer, even though I did both, but I wasn't allowed to sell both. So it's 
it's that's interesting. Yeah. If you have like a multifaceted business that's you're mm-hmm. offering different types of services, it may not necessarily be a great fit unless you're trying to yeah. really grow one channel. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's cool. it's hard to bite your tongue in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. And not you, tell Courtney? those people. You do a little bit of networking, right? A little bit. Um a lot more like casual, like you said. Um I joined a kickball team when I moved to Fort Myers because I didn't really like know anybody. Um, yeah. And I just moved to Boynton Beach, so I am also on a kickball team there. But it's been, like, a really great way for us to make friends. Like, um, I ended up making some of my best friends through there. And, like, how Jen said, she, like, possibly found a dentist. <laughs> um, networking, like, I've found, like, vets for my friends, like, kind of, like, as a referral type of low-key, not, I don't know if you would say program, but... Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a nice way to like meet other like young professionals because that's basically what the entire like clientele is. Um, so I've met like a lot of people from different industries through that. Um, I have been through like to a, a few like PR conferences, um, and I've always gone solo through like uh, old companies. But um, it's very it's hard different. to go solo. It is hard to go solo, especially. I was new to the area. I didn't really know anyone. And, and I did kind of experience that clickiness that you talked about where some people were very like tight niche already and were kind of had like that no new friends attitude. <laughs> um, so it can be intimidating, but I think you just define like the right, the right, or the right group for you. Um, maybe the, the young professionals groups is sounds like a good place to start. So it's so funny that you guys say like, it's hard going alone and like, and maybe it's because I'm networking for very different reasons, but I hate going with people. <laughs> like, well, there's different circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. I don't do a lot of networking for like meeting new people or that's not why I ever really network. If I meet new people, that's great. But again, for like, I'm a salesperson for me, it's like, I'm trying to get new business and I have like brought friends with me cause they are trying to get into networking. And I'm like, come with me. Like, I'll show you how I do it. And like, we can do it together. But I find that we end up just standing in the corner drinking wine. And I'm like, that is yeah. not why we're here. Yeah. You know? Well, you have so, to go with a plan to, to like, well, and this I think is a great transition into um, maybe some tips and tricks on networking. And so I'll just quickly share mine and then you guys can take it away because I, again, I come at this from a very different angle. And so, and I've done, I previously in a previous life have done a lot of networking and did a lot of training prior to networking. So I have like three or four things that I stick very strongly to and it has been successful for me. So when I'm going to a networking event, I have a goal in mind. So before I walk in the door, I like center myself and I'm like, okay, today my goal is to meet five people who I could do business with. When I meet those five people, I can leave. I don't need to dick around for two hours at this event for no reason. I'm here to meet five people and go home about my life because I worked all day and I'm tired, right? And so it can be overwhelming too for a three-hour event. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do for three hours? Mm -hmm. If you have a goal in mind, whether it's meeting one person, meeting a specific person who you know will be there or collecting five business cards that could lead to business, for me, like that keeps me focused and doesn't make it feel like this long drawn out affair. So that's one thing that always works for me. Um, always wear something with pockets. Um, even when we go to like the inbound conference, you'll always see me with something with pockets because I don't want to like fiddle around with my shit. One side of my body is my stuff. The other <laughs> side of my body is their stuff. 
So like all my business cards are in one pocket, all their business cards are in the other. I don't need to like ruffle around. I know where everything is. And if I'm not wearing pockets, you'll like, I'm flustered because I'm like, <laughs> that's out of my zone of comfort within my networking, you know, persona. And then I have this thing called the four corners trick. So after I meet someone, I always have a pen in my pocket. After I meet someone on the back of the business card, like in the four corners, I'll write something about them, like something personal in one corner, something professional in another corner, where I met them and the date. Mm-hmm. When I go home, Great I, I did a lot of networking and this is how I gr- primarily grew my business in a previous life. So well, for me, I'd come home with a Ziploc baggie filled with business cards and then have to go put it into a, a database and be like, who the hell was this person? Yeah, right. So if you have something professional, something personable, both memorable things like she had curly hair and she just got a promotion. Like you, when I follow up with them the next day, I can say, oh my God, remind me about that hair product you use. I want to try it. And congratulations again on your promotion. Let's have lunch and talk more about how my services are going to yeah. change your life. Right. So like that's a great that, has always been really successful for me. And then obviously practicing your elevator pitch. Um, Even in a casual setting, like people don't want you to go on and on and on about who you are. I'm sorry, nobody cares. But like, I want to know like who you are and you 15 seconds to tell me who you are um, Mm -hmm. and why you're here and and like what your life is. Because if I want to learn more, I'm going to ask more. So mm-hmm. when you're doing an elevator pitch, be specific, get straight to the point, but always leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. Like give them something to ask you about. Um, and so one of the things I learned in some HubSpot training, which I love is to say like, like, like that last thing you say would be like, oh yeah, I, I help businesses who, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then the, there's a zinger at the end there that they're like, oh really? You do what? And the word help means a lot too. Totally. Yeah. So those are just a few things that I do that I have found really successful when you're networking with a purpose. And that's what I would say those tips are for. Those are great tips. Yeah. I think adding to the, like what to wear, I've, I've noticed that whenever I take my big purse, I am annoyed by it the whole time and I can't put it down and just leave it. So a crossbody purse or just no purse at all and just take your ID yeah. and your debit card. <laughs> Penny pack. <laughs> or Penny pack. I mean, great conversation. I'm not, I'm not sure I would be talking to the person with the fanny pack, but. Oh, I feel very targeted right now. I'm just <laughs> hey, if I saw somebody at a networking event with a neon fanny pack, I'd be like, what is this person doing? <laughs> Um, Jen, Jen, did you say you had some tips? Yeah, so mine's a little bit, I feel like my tip is kind of oriented around the person that's a little nervous to do like a networking event, but is still looking to kind of, um, whether it's like grow in their career um, or just develop in their trade a little bit more. Um, I read a book uh, called The Do-Over by John Acuff, um, and he talked about the value of really instilling or like putting an advocate in your life, like finding one person that's like a real person, not just like um, a celebrity or some sort of public figure that you look up to, but finding someone in your own circle that you could consider an advocate. And this person, 
you know, doesn't have to be someone that you're necessarily close with, but someone that you admire for their success in their career or their um, success in general. Um, and one of the pieces of advice that he gave was to just ask that person out for coffee. Um, and like you said, Jackie kind of come with like an agenda, like a goal. And he says that there's like, obviously you want to keep it casual because like the relationship is what is going to breed like the connections. Like they always say that the relationships get you the first gig, like skills get you the second. Um, but what he was saying basically was that you should come with two questions that no matter what you ask them. Um, so like I jotted them down so I wouldn't forget. But, um, so for like me as a writer, one question that I would ask my advocate was like, what's one piece of advice that you would give to a writer like me? And it's such an open-ended question, but everyone's going to have a different um, kind of answer to that. Um, and the second was, so be careful with this one because you don't want to like insult someone. So there's two versions of this question. Um, one was, what did you wish that you knew when you were my age? So if you're going out there with like someone who's older than you and they, you know, they would be totally fine with that question. That's awesome. Um, but if you're going with someone that's like around your same age or you feel cautious asking something like that, I would just say like, what did you wish you knew about this industry when you were first getting started or something yeah, like that? It's a great question. Um, yeah. Um, so just things like that. Um, they're not, it's not as intimidating as going to this like big social setting and feeling like you have to talk to multiple people. Sometimes networking is just about meeting the right person to help you develop personally and professionally on an individual level. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Courtney, I feel like you had a funny story that led to uh, a best practice that you now keep. Um, yeah. So don't forget your business cards. Um, <laughs> awkward and tacky really fast. Um, went to a PR conference and forgot my business cards. Um, I think I had like switched purses or something and like it was early in the morning and like, I guess I wasn't fully awake yet. And I show up and I was like, I don't have any business cards. (laughs) So awkward. And they're doing like giveaways and they're like passing around a jar. Put your business card in. We're going to do a drawing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, do I just like not put anything in? So like oscillating next to me, I was like, do you have any extra business cards? And I'm like crossing out her name and putting mine. And I was like, please do not pull my name. Like, <laughs> so, that is an excellent tip so though. Tip. Don't, don't be me. So uh, that, It's actually happened to me and Remington. So we actually put a little tiny stack of like 30 in our car. And, very smart. and then if you get there and you're like, Oh no. And you just have the extra stack in your car. Yeah. And just, so, just carry them with you everywhere you go. Like, yeah, I, I'm wallet. really I bad do. about like remembering those. Like, I feel like I switch purses and like, I just don't, it's something I don't think about, but I was literally at target um, a few weeks ago and I was talking to this really nice lady about like, we just started talking about like our jobs and she like owns this really cool business and like needed marketing help. I was like, whoa, wait, I do that. And like, I didn't have a business card to give her. Like we exchanged phone numbers and like texted and stuff like that. But like, you never know where you're going to go, where like a trip to the store could turn into like networking and you don't even realize it. So it's good to just always be prepared no matter what. So that's an absolutely fantastic point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I'm, I'm guilty of not carrying my business cards everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I should be, um, yeah. I should be. It's a, I mean, it's, you know, you don't carry them every day except for networking events. So it's, 
hard to remember them all the time. I actually forgot them when we went to in, we went to the <laughs> listeners. We went to a large conference, uh, in industry conference in Boston, and I remember this. Ramington kept saying, "Don't forget your business cards." And I'm like, "Okay, well, he's done it before." Not gonna forget my business cards, and I got my business. Cards. <laughs> and I had to have my husband overnight them to me because I didn't want to tell Remington I forgot them. <laughs> and it was like this dramatic thing with my husband, like rushing home to get my cards an hour away from his office at home to send them to me. He was so pissed. I only gave out one while I was there. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Tell him not That's to listen hilarious. to this episode. But we paid a lot of money to overnight those stupid business cards. I will never forget them again. Oh the first God. thing I'm going to pack. That's right. hilarious. <laughs> happens to everyone, I feel like. Happens to everyone, right. Even those of us who've been networking a long time forget their business cards. So. Step one, okay. yeah. Put those business cards in your pocket. <laughs> Rachel, did you have so- any other tips you wanted to share? Yeah, um, I was just going to say, you know, if you know who's going to this event and you want to, like, seek them out, go prepared with a question that you want to ask them and maybe an icebreaker that you know that you will get a good response and maybe they'll actually interact with you a little bit more. I love that. Like, stalk them on LinkedIn before you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Know your audience. Don't be creepy, but, you know, be – whoa. (laughs) Um, don't be creepy about it, but you know, go with a question. And, um, one of the things that I've learned is don't start with trying to sell yourself Yeah. and start with questions. And because if you ask a question, most likely you're going to get it back the exact same question. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, well, I do this, and this, and this, what do you do? And if you start with the question, it sounds like you're more invested in the conversation. Yeah, them. that's an excellent point, Rachel. Like genuine curiosity about another human being is is going to come across as like sincere and um and natural, so, right? Yeah. Authentic, um, for sure. I think that's a great place to start and a great place to come from. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of saying, hi, I'm Rachel, I do marketing, what can I do for you? Right. It's, mm-hmm. hi, I'm Rachel, what do you do? Well, and people just like talking about themselves, I've learned, being in yes. the sales crew <laughs> for 15 years. So, like, if you ask questions, people generally want to tell you things, and mm-hmm. they like to correct you when you're wrong about something. So, like, mm-hmm. asking a question about their industry, and even if you don't really know if that's the right answer or the right segment, they're going to want to correct you. It's a, it's like a natural reaction to be like, no, 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 I, it's actually this. And then they get to dive in a little deeper and you can continue that conversation. And when you walk away, they're thinking, wow, like that person was really perceptive and really wanted to take the time to talk to me. And that can foster a really nice relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and another, another thing, it's more of like a body language thing is – when you go to shake someone's hand, have a strong handshake. Don't be like flimsy. Yes. And sometimes if you, if you, I mean, you have to kind of read the people, but mostly if I'm approaching a man and I want to shake their hand, I use shake with this hand. And then I like put my other hand on the outside and it shows confidence and power and strength. You do that? Like that. It depends on the situation. That's but Remington does it to every single person, but he's a guy, you know, yeah. it doesn't really matter. That's but, 
he noticed that people started listening to him a little bit better whenever he showed that because it's, you know, a vote of confidence. I feel like it's a grandpa move. Well, <laughs> grandpa. Grandpa can you know what I mean? Like an old, old dude does that. That's funny. <laughs> um, and as you made a great point, you always shake with your right hand and check to see if they have a hand on the side. When you're wearing a name tag, you want to put so on your, your left side on the yeah. same side you're shaking. Oh, I up so people don't have to scan across your body to find your name. And like, I'm not looking at your chest. I promise. Kind of awkwardness. <laughs> that was I learned that from this networking expert that you interesting put your name tag on the same side as the hand you shake because you would naturally put it over your heart. That's kind of what people do. But then this person is like scanning your body to do all the things. Hmm. Yeah. Don't, getting to the to the scanning of the body don't wear anything revealing because you'll regret it yeah those are for the ladies mostly well men i don't want to see revealing things either but <laughs> <laughs> i did go to one networking event um it was part of the hispanic chamber and there was this like guy who had his buttons start halfway down his chest and it was like open like fabio style and I avoided him the whole time. Uh, <laughs> getting a little fancy. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I think, I think he's a real estate some, agent. So I think these were some really great tips that hopefully you listeners can take and be confident and strong and humble um, and authentic as you go into your next networking event, whether you're looking for a job, a friend, or a new lead. Have fun. Be yourself. Um, and smile. Don't forget to smile. Don't forget to tune in next week when we do Networking Like a Queen Part 2, where we interview Kara Weber from the Lancaster Young Professionals Network, and she shares a lot about her group, some tips and tricks, and you're absolutely going to love her. You don't want to miss it. So until then, stay your course, and remember, this is your voyage. Make it amazing. Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow voyagers.